how they do it. That's how they do it. That's how they do it in the biz. (laughs) That's how they do it. That's funny. Do it. It's good. All right. All right, Runners High family, this is one that's been in the works now for a couple of years. Welcome back to episode number four of What's Inside the Box, a podcast on all things running related. We have two very special guests in the house with us tonight. So without further ado, we'd like to introduce them both. So to my left here, we have Brian Dow and Nick Mullery. Mullery. Yes. Damn, almost had it. (laughs) Uh, Continuum Sports Rehab and Performance based out in Fairhaven. Guys, welcome. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. I'm super pumped to be here. I've I've been a fan of Craig Siegel podcasts Uh before. It's a lot of pressure. And now it's an honor to be in one. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, so the backstory behind the relationship uh, that I have with Brian and with Nick. I mean, we'll get into probably a little bit further. I'm sure Brian will give you some of the gorier details of my injury. Um, but, uh, but yeah, these guys specialize uh, in one-on-one physical therapy and performance-based training. Um, I literally ripped this off of your website, mm-hmm. so you mind if I just there go ahead? It sounds yeah. about right. Yeah, it sounds so about right. Far, right. All right, so <laughs> Dr. Brian and Dr. Nick, they are recognized with, uh, they've recognized the many shortcomings of the standard model of PT. Uh, lack of one-on-one attention, which again is what what I struggled with, uh, an individualized treatment, minimal, no hands-on attention by a physical therapist, and wasting time lying on a table. Mm-hmm. Does that sound fair? Sounds, yeah, sounds fair to me. This <laughs> <laughs> is hard-hitting journalism here. You it know? Is. There you go. Um, so most of all, they wanted to change the feeling of not being heard. Uh, so Continuum changes all of this by providing you with a better physical therapy experience offering PT, sports performance, sports rehab, and injury prevention services. Uh, Dr. Brian has been practicing for nine years um, with an extensive experience in sports rehab and performance training for athletes of all ages. Flattering you, just throwing you you flowers. There you go, appreciate Um, it. As a former high school and collegiate athlete, I believe you were a swimmer. I was a swimmer, yes. You were a swimmer. Uh, Dr. Brian has a great passion for working with his athletes. He specializes in treating sports-related injuries and conditions with a focus on runners and triathletes, which you recently are one. I am. Yeah. I am. I, I, I'm getting into the sport. Yeah. Uh, it's a fun sport, but yeah, getting there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, give, uh, I'll give Nick his flowers here. Yeah, I'm yeah. waiting. You're waiting? You're waiting? All right. All right. So Dr. <laughs> Nick is a doctor PT who received his bachelor's in exercise science from the University of Scranton the Electric City, mm-hmm. uh, and then his doctorate of PT from the University of Scranton in 2009. Nick grew up loving and playing all sports and continued his athletic career collegiately where he played four years of men's lacrosse, which I did not know that you were a lax bro. I am, uh, was. Uh, yeah. I am still, I guess. <laughs> you still yeah. are, I guess, well, technically. Once was, always is. <laughs> <laughs> um, Nick has a strong background in strength and conditioning as well as coaching at multiple levels. Nick still enjoys being active by running, hiking, and participating in CrossFit and weightlifting. Mm-hmm. So, gentlemen, let's, uh, let's get into it here. Let's dive in. So that, that, was, was, a, that was a mouthful. That was a beautiful intro. Well, I mean, it was written by someone for your own website, so yeah. I don't really... That was ourselves. It was, it was spot on, right? Yeah, spot on. Yeah, yeah spot yeah, on As there. if you just threw a couple, meatball A couple updates here and there. Couple but, yeah, 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 we can get there. Yeah. We, we could talk about that, but yeah. So... Um, you know, thank you guys both uh, for starters for giving us a bit of your time. Uh, as I know, you have both a, a very busy schedule, uh, seeing patients and building a business. So we'll talk a little bit about that. Um, 
But what I really wanted to begin with um, is starting to talk about Continuum and the history of Continuum. Uh, so Brian, if you want to kind of introduce uh, the thought of Continuum, because sure. um, I know you were the kind of the founding partner, yeah. and then Nick came in about, what, a year and a half later or so? About, about a year later, yeah. Okay. yeah, a year later. Um, so yeah, so you and I met in 21? 21, right? Yeah, yeah, I think 2021, yeah. and you were just kind of... I was just starting, yeah. So so basically, um, you know, I was, my mo most of my career was in the hospital, mm -hmm. uh, working at Riverview. Mm -hmm. um, I was doing that for a good amount of time, maybe about six years. And I just kind of hit a wall where um, I just wasn't really enjoying what I was doing. Mm -hmm. And um, I knew what I wanted to do, exactly what I'm doing now. Um, just didn't know how to get there. So kind of long story short, went MBA route, did a little bit of hospital administration. COVID hit. And like a lot of people, I think COVID changed the perspective for everybody. Kind of gave me that ability to be like, all right, you know what? Let me try getting into what I want to do. You know, what's the least that could happen? You know, mm -hmm. let's try it. Yeah. Um, so I started, you know, started the company up and... Um, as a part-time thing for a couple months and then dove right into it full-time. Um, took a chance like every other business owner, but that was, a, you know, that was in the year of 2021. So exactly that year when I, I, was, I met you. Yeah, I think you were kind of transitioning. Yeah, I was, yeah, yeah, exactly. I was kind of transitioning into that full-time full role in, in, in that smaller office. Mm -hmm. uh, remember that one? Yeah, it was a little, little tight yeah. squeeze, but it, was it a tight worked. It, it was worked. a tight squeeze. as a walk-up, especially yeah. with your injury. It was yeah, kind of tough was, for you to walk up those that stairs. That was the potential obstacle. I do yeah. remember when my injury had happened, yeah. uh, and I broke my hip, and I couldn't really walk or maneuver uh -huh. or anything. And yeah. uh, I remember talking to my old man, uh -huh. and he's like, Dude's on the second floor. Yeah, mm -hmm. you know what I mean. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah, you yeah. dragged me up it yeah. in a positive I, way. I, I literally yeah. came downstairs and yes. helped you up those stairs. And <laughs> it's it's been a friendship ever <laughs> right. since. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Match made um, But yeah. yeah, so I mean that, that's how I, I you know. And then a couple months later, and Nick and I met each other. Uh, believe it or not, social media, you mm -hmm. know, on, on Instagram, it was a modern day love story. Well, here, I remember you know? talking to you during that process, and I was like. I was bringing it up. Yeah, I was yeah, like, I was, I was like, like, yeah, I met this guy. Do you know guy. much about him? And you were like, not, not really. really. Yeah. I mean, you lucked out. Yeah, I, I lucked out. I, I mean, out. It, hey, Nick, Nick's been a great addition. Obviously, he's he's you know he he helped me get it where I wanted to yeah. be. I mean, yeah. he's been probably the best thing that, for the company. Thank you. Um, <laughs> no problem. No problem. Appreciate that. And um, but yeah, I mean, so him and I kind of met each other. Uh, what? I, I guess we kind of just started yeah, was, having some meetings and yeah. just talking about where, because he was he was doing kind of the same thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, Nick, so our origin stories yeah. like lined up like yeah. parallel to each other sure. until they intersected. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, he was he was doing his thing out of out of a gym as well, um, and you know, smaller scale. I think kind of more part time, mm -hmm. right? And I was yeah. more full time, and we just kind of like our, our we just kind of kept you know meeting every week, talking about you know mindset and, and where we want to eventually be. Mm -hmm. And we kind of just came to a decision. Let's let's just come together and, and partner together mm -hmm. into yeah. Continuum, and and we did, mm -hmm. and we did that. And and in that process, I was planning on moving anyways to a new location where we are now yeah. in Fairhaven, um, and that's where we are now. So we're going on year four with the business, year three of us together. Mm -hmm. um, but it's been great. I mean, it's been a great process since, and you know, probably one of the best decisions I've made. Yeah. So. No, I mean, it's really awesome to see someone go out on their own and really. Um, follow their their passion right i mean i think we talk about it all the time right if it's shoes or if it's pt or if it's a restaurant or things like that mm -hmm. but like it can be scary yeah you know i mean there's some days still you know mm -hmm. 
where we're like, anybody going to come in today? Yeah. You know what I mean? And we're at a dozen, uh, you know, a dozen years almost. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, it always seems like it's great. You know, being a business owner is great. I mean, it's mm -hmm. a, it's it's got its great perks of 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 being it, but. It's like you said, I mean, it's it's your responsibility to bring in the business. It's your responsibility. Um, every day is a every, clean every day is a new yeah. day. Yeah. You know, every month's a new month. You yeah. know, we could have a good month and then, you know, we start to zero. Back again. to zero, baby. Back yeah. to zero every month. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know? So you never know. I mean, yeah. but it, it's 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 just been such a great um, opportunity for both of us. And, and we're very lucky where we are. Yeah. So we're, we're very happy. Yeah. No, I mean, you guys are doing amazing things. Um, you know, I think it's a very unique perspective on physical therapy. Um, you know, for me, and I think I've told you guys both this story like a number of times, mm -hmm. like the first thing that came to my mind after I had that accident was I, ne I might never run again, mm -hmm. right? I might never run again. Uh, and then the second thing that came to mind is, oh, like I don't want to do 12 to 16 weeks of PT in a mm -hmm. big group setting. Yeah. And it had nothing to do with COVID. It was more of just like, uh -huh. a, and I want to be in a big group where I felt like there wasn't too much attention being mm -hmm. paid and, um, and then I remember like laying in bed one day and I was like, this guy came in and introduced himself because <laughs> you were transitioning over uh -huh. to your own place. I remember and that, was yeah. like, it was just one-on-one -on -one. and I was like, I don't care what it costs. I'm like insurance, not insurance. I don't care. I'm like, this is the attention that I need. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's similar, you know, with what we do here. Like we're a boutique, you know, it's, exactly, a, yeah. it's a specialization. Um, but I think for what you guys are doing with that one-on-one, -on -one, it's just like above and above and beyond, mm -hmm. you know, in terms of um, what you're able to do in that mm -hmm. hour, you know, because I mean, right, you, you guys generally will see people for one hour a week, as long as people are upkeeping the the rest of, mm -hmm. you know, their program. Is yeah. That, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, and we've we've recently changed things around a little bit too. We're always trying to like evolve and adapt to mm -hmm. with like the needs of our clients. Yeah, um, but yeah, we we still are sticking with just like that one-on-one -on -one model when you're in person. We've added like another component now that's a little bit more remote. So like in between those sessions, mm -hmm. um, the hour sessions every week, we do like keep up with communication and like mm -hmm. sending people exercises and stretches and like problem solving on the go rather than waiting for like the next session to then like debrief us on what's been going on and how your runs have been feeling. And yeah. it's like we do it in real time mm -hmm. too. So like we've added that layer in now, which has yeah. been like also a, a game changer. Like we feel like we hit a whole new level mm -hmm. um, aside from just doing like the one-on-one -on -one, like really detail-oriented stuff mm -hmm. it's like okay now we're like in the pockets of our clients almost 24 7. well yeah because you guys have like uh i saw an app and everything like that Is yeah that, yeah, yeah. So you're and, able to and, that, and that's the thing that? i mean like you know the one-on-one -on -one was just you know skimming the surface of what we mm -hmm. potentially can do i mean that's where i feel our model shines is that you know, that it's completely different from the traditional PT mm -hmm. model. I mean, that's exactly why we start. I started in the first place with, yeah. you know, with Nick and, and we started this is, is that we wanted to break the, that, that mold of the traditional PT because in our eyes, it wasn't, you know, we were failing our clients. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we were, we were doing a disservice to them. So mm -hmm. the model we started, obviously we started with that one-on-one -on -one model, but we expanded upon it and made it more of a hybrid model where like Nick was saying is that we have that app. Mm -hmm where we see our patients still one time a week for that whole hour. And that whole hour is just so valuable because mm -hmm. we get so much done in one hour mm -hmm. um, with, our, with our clients and our patients there. And then we have that ability to continue talking to them throughout the entire week. So a lot of people got to, you know, it just, you know, it's not just an hour. I mean, you're with us for that whole duration of time, you know, you right. know, it, you know 
through through the app. And um, we have that ability, if you're a runner, we have that ability to, to talk with you running progressions, right? We have that ability to say, all right, hey, you know, let's talk about how your run went. Let's talk about how we want to progress that. It's live data all the time instead of just like, you know, seeing you and be like, all right, we'll see you, you'll see in a week. Right. You know, that kind of thing. And We're able to talk, continuously mm -hmm. talk to them. Yeah. Um, and we see great results with that. I mean, mm -hmm. we definitely do. And, and at the end of the day, it also helps those people become more independent in what mm -hmm. they want to do. I mean, we, we try to make people more independent, not dependent on us. Sure. You know, we don't want people just to come in and just us to be able to give them some relief for about 20, 30 minutes. We want them to have relief for, for long term. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, and give them that long term plan. Mm -hmm. So, and, and it's been a great model for us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to take like a step or two back just to kind of, you know, picture yourselves as, you know, lost uh, collegians, you know. Um, I mean, Obviously, you guys are passionate about helping people, uh -huh. right? But what really drew you guys to PT as like a profession? Um, you yeah, go first? I'll, I'll go first, sure. Yeah. Um, so I knew that I wanted to be a physical therapist from like 15 years old. Okay. I think it was my freshman year of high school. Yeah, yeah. Um, I never like did PT, like I never needed it. I was never like hurt and went to PT. That's I think how like a lot of people get started. That's mm -hmm. everyone's story. Yeah. That's like everybody's <laughs> story. But um, I, like, there was a girl in my class who did a presentation on the physical therapy profession. And mm -hmm. like, w like there was a statistic that the people in the profession have like the highest like satisfied or like, you know, are like with the like happiest. Yeah, with so. their okay. occupation, yeah, yeah. Um, like compared to others. So I was like, all right. People who do that like it, mm. and I was like, "Oh, I'm I'm an athlete, and I am into sports, and I can like help athletes get back from injuries and back onto the field and all that stuff." Mm -hmm. I was like, "Sign me up! That sure. sounds yeah, awesome." Yeah. So from that, that time, I never really changed my mind. I just kind of like stuck with it. Yeah, went through high school, college, graduate school, and nothing really ever changed. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's got that's unique because I think most people. Are in the opposite they're not boat. when they're 15 figuring out what they yeah. want to do for the rest of their life. No, and like yeah. I still love it. Like yeah. I, I, especially now because we kind of curated our own, like what we right. truly wanted from the profession. Because I was in a similar boat to Brian when he mentioned before with like being in the hospital and he wasn't really happy. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't work in a hospital, but just like seeing some of the, you know, the clinics that were out there that I was entering mm -hmm. into, like when I graduated. I was like, or even in school too, because we did like clinical rotations. And yeah. I was like, this is really not what I had in my head as that 15 year old kid. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this, all right, this might not be what I wanted to do. But once I realized that there is this other side of it, you just mm -hmm. have to go and create it. I was like, all right, well then that's just my next step. Like, so I kind mm -hmm. of always, even from like school, knew that I wanted to eventually create Get my own business yeah. and stuff because this, is just like a unique thing that doesn't really exist unless you do go create it. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think that's really, again, like mm -hmm. we're, we're approaching it from like two different angles, like yeah. as PTs, but also like as business owners, right? Yeah. And I think mm -hmm. like that's the one thing that I really love about, I mean, there's, like you were saying, like it's a great thing. Mm -hmm. There's also some really tough parts about oh, it too, yeah, um, as you and I've talked about. Um, but like that's one of the really, th good things that I can appreciate is like, you can have your fingerprints on it, yeah. right? And it's not that you have to like run stuff, mm -hmm. you know, up three levels to see yeah. a change in the organization. It's mm -hmm. like, no, like you want to do this, you can do it, right. see if it works. If it doesn't work, mm -hmm. we'll figure it out, you yeah. know? Um, but yeah, I mean, 
know, I think it's just it's a unique thing when you're a business owner to just be able to kind of craft the the business and the yeah. vision however mm -hmm. you want. Right, and it changes like we were alluding to before. Like yeah. it, in you know the time that we've spent together, so much has changed. Like we have constantly like mm -hmm. updated and evolved, and this is probably not our final product. Still, we're going right. to right. change as we go too. But like that's really awesome too, is because we're always you know changing what we do to fit the needs of the people we serve and. Mm -hmm. Um, I think we do kind of serve a bit of a unique percentage of the population, mm -hmm. like yourself. I mean, um, but just with like the history of running that you have, like there's not, that's not like the standard or like what sure. you find commonly through the majority of the population. So things need to be approached a little bit differently. Mm -hmm. And I think that's ultimately what we're, we're still chasing and, you know, trying to eventually come up with like the best way to do that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How'd you get into it? That was a long answer. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I mean, I don't, I don't really have, I don't have a, like, like Nick was saying, I mean, I don't have one of those stories where I was injured and I did PT. Like, I, I, I never had physical therapy, you know, knock on wood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyways. Um, you rehabbed yourself Well, I rehabbed year. myself last year. That, that was a different story. Yeah. Under I the guidance I, of the best. I, I, I guided <laughs> yeah, myself. Yeah. Um, but. I, I kind of had an idea when I was a, a senior in high school as well. And um, I definitely was interested in the field. I was definitely interested in medicine. I knew that I, you know, I, I, liked, I liked working out. I liked physical activity. I liked science. I liked the anatomy. So I kind of put it all together. And I guess this is my unique thing is that I, I remember talking to my guidance counselors about physical therapy. And in the time in high school, I was an average student. I wasn't, I wasn't a go-getter. I wasn't, I wasn't taking AP courses. I wasn't doing this or that. Um, I was an average student. I was, I was a typical, I guess, guy at the time, you know, just sports and, and girls at the time, right? And, <laughs> uh, and I just, I just, uh, I talked to my guidance counselors about it and they were like, yeah, you can't do it. You know, physical therapy is too tough for you. You'll never make it. And I kind of listened to them, I guess, a little bit but at the same time, I had in the back of my head, like, I'm still going to do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still going to do this. So um, I went the route of a kinesiology degree. Mm -hmm. And then my, my freshman year of college, something just snapped, like, just clicked in my head. Mm -hmm. And I just remember, I, still to this day, it was so long ago, I still always remember, like, them telling me, like, you know, you, you can't do that, you know. And I ended up doing it. I mean, like, I, my freshman year, I studied, you know, so hard every day. Mm. Um, you know, got good grades. I ended up being in the honors college at Penn State, and uh, and and getting you know great grades and going to graduate school and, and finishing it up and, mm. and doing it. Yeah. And I, I always look back as as a good. I mean, like I, I love when people tell me I can't do something. I, mean, right, I don't right. know you're the same <laughs> way either, but like I love when people tell me because then mm. I, I, it makes me strive to do it more. Yeah. So no, I think that was my that was my turning point for me. Mm -hmm. um, I don't have like the, like the story of like you know having you know PT like you know having physical therapy, but that's my how I got into the profession. Mm -hmm. I yeah. think. Did you ever go so. back and offer those guidance counselors? I always think about it, but I mean, no, I don't <laughs> think so. Yeah, yeah, hey, yeah. Uh, you remember me? I guess you know what? Maybe I don't. know, Maybe they do that on purpose. Maybe they do that to like yeah. you know kind of challenge kids, kids or something like that. But. Yeah. I just remember it very vividly, and mm. it just really, it really made an impact in my life, and I guess for the better too. It helped yeah. me. Yeah. So who knows? Yeah. What if they told you you could do it? It's true. Then maybe like, I wouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. Who so, knows what no. you'd be doing? Yeah. You never know. <laughs> but I, I, yeah, it's been great. No, it's awesome. Yeah. So um, I want to kind of shift a little bit. Uh, we'll talk about common running injuries. Um, 
which you know we'll uh, we'll get to in a little bit. But um, I did want to touch upon just your guys' personal or in, I guess individualized like relationships with endurance sports, right? So, Brian, mm-hmm. you came out of swimming, mm-hmm. but you've since kind of transitioned into to running mm-hmm. um, and to triathlon, mm-hmm. things like that. Uh, Nick, I think when we first met, you were like, yo, I'm not a runner. Yeah. And then, bro, I just kept telling me how fast you were. Yeah. And then next thing you know, you're doing, like, marathons, marathons and ultramarathons. Yeah. So the first marathon you did was this, Jersey City uh, this yeah, year? Okay. This, yeah, this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I do want to kind of talk just a little bit about your personal endeavors. Um, and, I mean, for, for you guys to start getting into this, is it uh, is it rewarding? I mean, what like, what's what's going on? Like, what's keeping you guys motivated? Is it... You got to look the part. I feel like sometimes I need to run yeah. to work here. You know, uh-huh. I'm runner's high. Like, yeah. uh, I can't not run. Uh, you know, so I mean, like, you definitely want to You definitely want to look the part. I mean, right? You definitely, <laughs> definitely want to do that. Or at least be able to talk about or it. Or talk about yeah. it. That, that's a thing. Is, to relate, is that, right? Right. Yeah. And, and, and relate. Exactly. But you know what? I think it's just because, you know, the, the, the clientele that we work with are just, they're motivating. I mean, they do yeah. motivate you, mm-hmm. too, at the same time. When you're talking to these individuals and they're telling you about their races and their, what their accomplishments are and you're helping them makes you want to do it too mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so i mean it definitely helps with that i mean and, and also too at the same time i mean it's just it is very um it, it you just it's very it's a sense of accomplishment of doing these things as well and being yeah. able to talk about it and um it's just fun i mean yeah. i have a good time doing it what about you yeah um i mean i did kind of get into it just from like when we first met yeah uh, and just like being around it, like he said, treating people who were runners and mm-hmm. stuff, he started like getting into it a heavier, like once a week, you kind mm-hmm. of you know, came into the picture and we started working with other runners as well. So yeah, just being around it motivated me. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I feel like in this last year, I kind of like took it to the extreme a little bit, but- A little zero to a hundred there. A little bit, yeah. a little bit, <laughs> but I knew that like, you know, in, in regards to like the races and stuff, like this was like the time to do it. Cause I was like, mm-hmm. I may never like have this opportunity again. I yep. may never like be in this kind of shape again, or, you know, injuries as I see can happen at any time well, to yeah, anybody. Well, yeah, you see it firsthand. Right. Mind you, you also have a kid on the way. That's, so well, that was a big part of it too, too thank you. Yeah. yeah, so like all these things were playing into my mind. And um, yeah, just like seeing people do it. And I was like, all right, well, if everybody else is doing it, I can, and now's yeah. the time. and. That's just kind of how I, I got to that spot. So we're big into to trail, right? I love so trail, love trail. Yeah, yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. Like, yeah. way better than the road. Than the road. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Like, I would never run on the road if I, <laughs> if I could choose See, I, I, I don't even have much experience trail. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you I think I feel like I like it. Yeah, you would. I mean, but I, I just never do it. I, I'm so I just biased. Do road. I mean, yeah, I think yeah. everybody would like it. I feel like more people seem to do it. Do you do both? No. Uh, I, I I don't practice what I preach. I'm always yeah. telling people, like, get on soft surface, get on soft yeah, surface. Yeah. And I'm like just grinding You're like, always boom, on the road. my bones to like a powder <laughs> at this point on the roads. But yeah. um, but no, I mean, where your guys' practices, I mean, you're pretty fortunate with Huber and Hartshorn and yeah. stuff like yeah. pretty close. I think know, that's so. part of it too for me is that it's just so close and convenient that yeah. if, it, if I had to like take a hike somewhere, I wouldn't do it as much, but. Sure. It is so easy, and that's like my favorite place on earth. Yeah, hard yeah, yeah. So. Oh, you can lose yourself in there. And, which, yeah. yeah, which I have many times. Right, right, right. And, <laughs> but like, I truly like love it. Like, once I'm in there, I'm like, 
this place is awesome. I, sure. I really don't want to leave. Right. Versus like the road, as soon as I get going, I'm like, when is this over? Right, right, right. I looked at, look at my watch, it's like 0.3 miles. I'm like, right. <laughs> wait a minute. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so wanted to take a little um, little break from you know something a little fun. Yes. And uh, we'll get into some fun stuff too. But uh, I know you're both doctors. Um, spelling is not my forte and I know that there's a lot of medical terms that are really hard to spell so I'm going to put you guys on the spot so I got six medical terms this is spelling bee? this is spelling bee a, spelling bee. <laughs> a little spelling bee for you so this is not good for me I feel like you're a I think I'm the better so we can see we'll do a little yeah I mean team teamwork makes the dream work so the first word and I, could, I know how to spell them because I got them down here yeah Fasciitis. Oh, okay. You can take that one. Go ahead. F A C. F A F A S. F A S C. You were so confident. I T I I S. Did I get it? F A S C I I. Oh, there's two I's. The double I is, I think, what kind of kills people. Yeah. Yeah. And we get people that come in all the time that they're just like, they're they butcher. All my notes are wrong because I always write one I. <laughs> so that's yeah. wrong. Um, yeah, and spelling it's one thing. Two eyes, huh? Yeah. Yeah, saying yeah, it eyes. is a whole other. Um, so second word, it's two words. Whose turn is it? Mine. Uh, I mean, you can kind of well, do word. Yeah, you can just go go yourself. Yeah. I'll take um, the first crack. Osgood Schlatter. Okay. Oh, that's a. Osgood would be O S G O O D. I think we're going. Are we going hyphen? I don't or know does the that punctuation. Okay. Yeah, punctuation is irrelevant. And then yeah. Schlatter. Hmm. <laughs> S-C-H-L-A-T-T-E-R. My man. All right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Nice. Third word. Iliotibial. Mm. You got this one. I-L-I-L. Wait, wait. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta have like notes and paper. Uh, I, I have to write it down. Yeah, I'm so down. like I L I O. Yep. T I B I A L. Yes. Mm-hmm. Got it. I gotta get like a little bell. I'll put yeah. it. I'll do a little. Ding, 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 I have. That's the thing is I have to write it. I could. I know these. But. <laughs> um, okay. So fourth word. Uh, so fourth word, uh, metatarsalgia. Ooh, ooh, you take that one. Okay. <laughs> M-E-T-A-T-A-R-S-A-L-G-I-A. Correct. Yes. Wow, <laughs> look at that. Nick's the better speller. Look at that, look at that. Is it- All right. Uh, fifth, fifth word, osteoporosis. Oh, okay. O S T E L P O R O S I S. Yes, correct. There you go. <laughs> the thigh writing works. That does. I, I just, uh, I just copied you. That works a lot. So, last word. Last word. Okay. It's the long form version of ATP. Oh. And dinosin triphosphate. <laughs> if I'm pronouncing it correctly, yeah. this was directly from Grace. Okay. Oh, this is from Grace. Yeah, I'll you give it. A, I'll give it a shot. Yeah. 
A D E N O T R I P H O S P H A T E. Most of it. I think you forgot Androsin. I missed a whole section. It missed a syllable. It's good. I'll give it to you. That was, we'll that was you. pretty good. That was I, got, good. I got lost already. <laughs> how, many, how many letters are in that? Oh, I haven't done anything. Like now. 20? Yeah, way too many. Way oh, too many. Uh, it's two words, it looks like. But That's why we have uh, autocorrect. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, all right. So we'll get back into probably why people are tuning in from a, a running perspective. We'll, we'll jump into that. So. Um, you know, now that we have a bit more background on, on both you guys uh, and Continuum, um, let's start with a little bit of a, uh, a meatball question when it comes from the, the running perspective. So, um, you know, could you guys just talk a little bit about the role of um, PT, you know, when it comes to recovering from injury or returning to training safely? Mm -hmm. So from like a load perspective and things mm -hmm. like that. Yeah, well, it, dep it depends on so it depends on the injury, obviously. But when you're returning from an injury, you know whether it being an acute injury or something that's been going more long term, the biggest thing we always tell people is is you just want to progressively get back into it and progressively load that joint, whether it being your hip, knee, ankle, whatever it may be. And same thing when it comes with the running too. You want to progressively get back into a running protocol, right? Mm -hmm. You don't want to go back into a 100%. I mean, I think that's where a lot of people get in trouble with injury and then re-injury and going through that cycle is because they just go right back into what they were doing already. They'll mm -hmm. take a, they'll take a break, you know, from, from a, you know, from running, maybe it'd be a week, two weeks, three weeks, whatever it may be. But then they go back into doing their same training that they were doing. And they're not taking a step back and really looking at, you know, what, what the underlying root issue is, what's the cause of what's going on. And also at the same time, they're just going right back into their normal training they were doing. Like if they're doing five miles, they're going back to five miles already. You mm -hmm. know? So our job is to, to really dissect it and really take a step back. And during our assessment, what we'll do is we'll, we'll make sure we look at everything that's going on from you know, whatever it may be. You know, most commonly, it's a lower extremity issue. So mm -hmm. looking at that lower extremity, that chain from hip all the way down to that ankle and foot and kind of see what's going on and put all the puzzle pieces together of what's causing, what's your root issue of causing this injury. And then also at the same time, once we help them decrease their pain and, and alleviate those symptoms, then we help, again, get them back into a running protocol where, where they're progressively getting back into it and maybe not going right up to that five miles right away, but maybe starting slow and maybe going for like a mile or two and then slowly ramping it back up. And then and that's how we come, we, you know, we usually help people with that. Mm -hmm. um, now, do you guys build specific plans for runners in terms of that build back? Like, will you like direct someone say, hey, this week we're gonna run, you know, seven miles and mm -hmm. then mm -hmm. the next week we're only gonna run 10. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it all, it all depends on everyone's, that's the, that's the great thing is everyone's unique. I mean, this is not a cookie cutter kind of approach either right. too. So. It's just like everybody's very different. I mean, some people have um, a little different um, protocol, and some people have a more more advanced, more more complex protocol. So everyone's different, but yeah, I mean, that's exactly what we do: is help them get back into slowly getting ramping back into their running, whether it be you know start off a mile and then wait a couple of days and then get back into it again, mm -hmm. see how they feel. Um, but yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Cool. Um, 
So one thing I was trying to think about a little bit too from that perspective, you know, from a, um, you know, strength perspective was prehab, right? So prehab, mm -hmm. it's a word, right? I mm -hmm. guess it's a word or yeah. made up word. Um, is it, a, I mean. Is it in the dictionary? Probably not. I don't, I don't, I don't think, think so. so. I think it became because of the prehab guys. Yeah, it, beca it became it trademarked? more popular. Uh -oh. I, I don't know if it's trademarked. Yeah. No, okay, all right. It has to be at this point <laughs> with them. I don't know, I'll ask him. I, I know, know. I, know uh, I know. Craig. Hey, Craig. Yeah. <laughs> not me. Craig. Not this Craig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another Craig on prehab guys. Um, but let's just chat a little bit about, you know, um, like strength training and things that you guys would recommend to kind yeah. of prevent injury versus, mm -hmm. you know, being being reactive with it you yeah. know, in terms of being proactive from a strength perspective. Mm -hmm. Well, I think just like first things off the bat, like all, I'll say all people, but because this is a running store and we're talking about runners, like all runners should be strength training. Um, just like as more of a prehab kind of thing and also for performance too if mm. that matters to that person um, but at the very least like people don't want to get hurt so strength training is one way to decrease your risk of that um, and specifically like one thing that we uh, share with our clients when we're working with them too is that the, a lot of the strength training for runners should be single leg mm. um, because running is strictly a single leg activity. I think some people don't even realize that but mm. at no point are both feet on the ground at the same time so you should train that way as well. i mm -hmm. um, not saying every exercise needs to be single leg but it should be a big part of it mm. um, and you know obviously like from the foot really up to like the shoulders mm -hmm. uh, is something that you're working while you're running. So from ankles, knees, hips to, you know, spine should be, uh, you know, looked at mm -hmm. and taken into account for like a, a running program or, mm. you know, strength training program. For running. For yeah. running, yeah. yeah. And, and arms too, obviously, to an extent. But um, mm. obviously there's, that's less involved than, than the legs and everything below. Mm -hmm. We used to do... Um, we used to call them standing fast arms. Uh -huh. So literally in college, you'd yeah. look into the mirror and you'd have like two and a half pound like weights in yeah. your hands and you would just do the running motion. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's super awkward. So not moving your legs, just no, pumping no, your arms. Just, yeah, just, just your arms? Yeah. Oh wow. Like your form and and how long would you do that for? Uh, I think it was like reps. So like, probably did like reps. 20 on each okay. arm or something. I, I was about to say four years because of college, but that yeah. would have been the wrong answer. <laughs> so. Um, just pumping your arms yeah, in the mirror for four, four years. years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, you know, one thing that I did want to kind of get your guys' feedback on was, uh, you know, I mean, we could fully admit like none of us are getting any any younger, mm -hmm. right? Um, so, from a recovery perspective and age, mm -hmm. is that something that we need to be considering as we get older in terms of like the the rate of recovery, right? Like, I'm assuming like a student athlete in the high school level is going to be able to bounce out, bounce back a lot quicker than mm -hmm. a washed up, almost mm -hmm. 40 year old like myself. Um, yeah, not washed up. But, eh, depends on who you talk to. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so like, can you guys talk a little bit about like how age would affect, you know, PT and recovery and length of recovery and stuff like that? Yeah. So, I mean, obviously this is like, this is a question that like most people don't really want to touch, but sure. it's like, yeah, the fact of the matter is that we are all aging and mm -hmm. things do get harder as you get older, um, especially just kind of piggybacking off of what we just talked about, like strength training being so important for like injury prevention and performance in running. 
um, as you do get older, you tend to lose muscle mass at a certain age. Mm -hmm. um, I think it starts like pretty young too. Yeah, it like, starts, I think like, it starts like 30. 30s, yeah, yeah. Um, and it you know obviously progresses quickly as you reach like each decade. Um, so yeah, the fact of the matter is that these things are getting harder. So you're you know five mile efforts, seven mile efforts, ten mile efforts at <clears throat> 25 are a lot more or a lot easier to recover from than your five and seven mile efforts at you know age 40 mm -hmm. if you aren't keeping up with like the strength and all that stuff too. Um, so yeah, physically, like physiologically, these things do get harder. But I, I mean, I think the biggest takeaway for people is that it just takes a little bit more of a conscious effort mm -hmm. on your on your part if you want to truly like be in this for like the long run mm -hmm. then yeah those like prehab or mobility sessions that you skipped when you were 25 you probably shouldn't be skipping like as you hit each decade you know that mm -hmm. becomes increasingly important so um you know not that like a certain age disqualifies you from participating in any kind of activity i mean i think we've kind of seen that squashed Mm -hmm. all over the place sure yeah. um, but it does take a little bit more of like a conscious effort with with the little things that aren't fun or aren't sexy mm -hmm. um, to just keep you going mm -hmm. yeah no, I, I agree yeah I mean that's the biggest thing is for, for we always tell people I mean kind of saying what we just said is that that strength training is going to give you that longevity in the sport I mean mm -hmm. that's the big and whatever we want to call it we want to call it strength training resistance training functional training whatever it may be at the end of the day we're adding weight resistance through exercise and we get that question a lot too is that you know as you know the younger you know runners might be able to get away with it but as we get older you know you get the question all the time well i'm running aren't i strengthening everything already like i'm, I'm, I'm why do i need to strengthen my legs i'm already running a lot and we always tell people is this is that with with exercise what we're doing is we're adding resistance and to our joints right and we're adding progressive loading into these areas. So it gives us that ability to be um, more resilient when we go out into whether it be the road or the, the, the trails or whatever it may be. So now we're prepared to take on those heavier loads when we go. Um, and it just, it just overall, I mean, and when we're training somebody, we're working with them, we're making sure that we're addressing specific areas that are needed for a runner, not just, you know, just a general strength training program, but making sure that we're hitting all the key areas, like the hip flexors, glutes, hamstrings, uh, like Nick was saying, like single leg work, very big on single leg work, um, and very runner specific to them. And, mm -hmm. and we find it all, like, you know, when we introduce this, you know, there's people, when we, when we work with people, they've never touched weights before. Some people have never touched weights before, and then they end up, after we, start, we, we finish working with them, they love it. They mm -hmm. say, they, they'll tell us, you know, this has been a game changer for us. Yeah. And it is. I mean, it definitely is. And and even just getting mobility work and moving the body, moving the mo moving those hips and joints and mm -hmm. knees. I mean, it's it's all going to help in the long run. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And to go off of that too, with like the mobility and stuff, running again. I mentioned it was like a single leg activity. It's mm -hmm. also a strictly like sagittal plane activity, mm -hmm. which means like you're just moving from front to back or like in this direction this is yeah. bad for podcasting right, right. but um <laughs> like just adding in more rotation which you don't get a lot of mm -hmm. through like your hips and all that stuff um and adding in things in like the frontal plane so like side to side if you think like lateral lunging mm -hmm. um working like those muscles like on the outside of your hips like your glute medius um those to supplement your running do mm -hmm. go a long way 
um, as opposed to just like continuously doing like the same thing over and over again and that's where you start to see like overuse type injuries too mm -hmm. so it's just another way to like balance it out and expose your body to other things and make it a little bit more well-rounded mm -hmm. yeah i mean i think you know speaking to that point too like cross training mm -hmm. you know i think like swimming you yeah. know trail running trail running getting off the soft surfaces yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. we're getting on the soft surfaces yeah. or, or or biking but not not for me per se yeah. but yeah. um but yeah so um Let's talk a little bit about some of the more common injuries, mm -hmm. right? I feel like we get questions in the shop all the time. Yeah, I think I have this injury or that injury. Like, what is this? Or we're seeing ailments or we're seeing, you know, people pointing to their heel. And they're like, mm -hmm. oh, I can pinpoint this. And mm -hmm. we're like, well, we're not doctors, but mm -hmm. we think it's plantar, you yeah. know, or, you know, uh, I have problems with my shins or things like that, sure. you know. Um, so I guess just a common couple injuries. Let's just kind of mm -hmm. talk about them because mm -hmm. I feel like there is a little bit of confusion or um, even people don't fully understand them. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I think for us, like by far the number one thing that we see in here is plantar fasciitis. Mm -hmm. Sure. Um, so who wants to who wants to be the medical uh, definition of uh, plantar fasciitis? So, pla so yeah. <laughs> so plantar plantar fasciitis. I mean, basically. The bottom of our foot, we have a tissue called the plantar fascia. So anytime we have like itis, I mean, that basically just telling us inflammation, right? Mm -hmm. So that plantar fascia, that tissue that's on the bottom of our foot, it's, it's, it's there to provide support for our foot, for our arch. And depending on what's going on out of our foot, whether we're maybe, you know, mechanics or just overloading or overuse or whatever it may be, that tissue becomes inflamed. Mm -hmm. And that's why, you know, we get the terminology of plantar fasciitis. And there's different ways to address it. I mean, obviously, you know, we could address, you know, sometimes people could just rest it and they're good to go. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we have to address it more from a mechanical standpoint. Um, maybe it being an insert, maybe it being a different type of shoe, um, those kinds of things. But, and that's why we like to kind of, I mean, that's a little easier to like die. Like we're, we're not, uh, you know, Nick and I are not very big on like, calling like a diagnosis like mm -hmm. actually have to give something a diagnosis i mean right, that's a little right. different because that's probably pretty plain and simple that's plantar fasciitis sure yeah, yeah. but we always well, we always explain to everybody it's it's not so much about the diagnosis we want to find out what the underlying root issue root mm -hmm. cause of what's going on right i mean it's nice to know it's really it is good to know what the diagnosis is because it gives people more clarity on what's going on but we always want to dive in and see what's what the underlying issue of what's causing that plantar fasciitis. Mm -hmm. And like I was saying is that, you know, we want to make sure we're looking at, all right, so let's get that person up and walking and seeing if they're overpronating. Maybe it's a something where a, uh, we have to help strengthen those arches or help uh, strengthen the chain up and down all the way up to that hip and start strengthening those muscles. Get him a different shoe. Give him a stability shoe, and we'll send him over to Runner's High and get a, a different sneaker. Right. So the plug. It's a good plug. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Right. Uh, <laughs> um, or you know, in some scenarios, I mean, it's always my last option too. Is is, is you know, put like a um, an insert in there, or mm -hmm. um, uh, if they need it for more arch support. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, I think that's one thing too that that people generally don't keep in mind, and it's something that I've really 
subscribe to over the years is like where you're feeling the pain isn't necessarily where the issue is like mm -hmm. yeah that's that's the indicator mm -hmm. from your body that's saying mm -hmm. like yeah something's messed up here exactly. but you know again like you're saying like something further up the chain is mm -hmm. probably what's causing the discomfort yeah. you know yeah and it could be a like i said i mean it could be as simple as just changing out you know there's a lot of people out there just you know rest it change out shoes mm -hmm. um stretch it out a little bit and they're good to go yeah Mm -hmm. um, next, next one we see all the time in here, IT band. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. yeah. That's I feel like you can get pain in two different spots <laughs> on the side of the knee or mm -hmm. by the hip, mm -hmm. and it's yeah. confusing for people. So, yeah. what's like some? Well, what is it? And like, yeah. what are some kind of remedies that we can, yeah. you know, do from a foam rolling or strengthening mm -hmm. perspective? Yeah. So, um, I mean, the first thing to know about that is that the IT band, even though you mentioned like you could be feeling that pain on the outside of your knee, which is pretty common, mm -hmm. uh, it really does originate in the hip. Mm. So the IT band is just like fascia or connective tissue that runs from like the hip muscles mm -hmm. down the side of your leg and into your knee. So sometimes that could be where like the stress is being transferred to and that's where you feel the pain. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, like we just mentioned too, kind of finding the root cause, it, it leads back up into the hip. So mm -hmm. um, it is important to look at like what the hips are doing. Um, you know, if there's like asymmetries going on there, if it's just like a one-sided pain, but definitely looking at like the hip muscles and how, you know, they're able to control dynamic movements and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. um, stretching the IT band isn't really a thing because connective tissue doesn't really stretch. Like you would be stretching more so like the hip, the glute muscles mm -hmm. that create the IT band first before the actual connective tissue stretches. Um, but I think ultimately that's a matter of, it's an overuse injury. So it's a matter of like balancing your mileage at the time and then starting to like build up the capacity of some of those tissues too. So mm -hmm. you look at both sides of the equation. Like we wanna obviously decrease the stress so that it doesn't become like a chronic thing that's continuously happening. And at the same time, building the body up, the hips and glutes a little bit to be able to withstand that higher mileage or like those more intense runs as you start to build that back up too. So mm. um, with most overuse injuries, it's just kind of looking at it that way as like an equation and making sure everything's in balance. Okay. Cool. I always tell people, think about the IT band as like a leather belt. Mm -hmm. You can't like, you can't stretch it. It doesn't mm -hmm. have those properties. Mm -hmm. And we get that all the time. I mean, we everyone wants to stretch their IT band, want to roll it out. They want to just take a roller and just dig right in there. And mm -hmm. yeah, sometimes digging into it will make it worse. It, it, yeah, it will. Mm -hmm. But and, that, and again, that's why, you know, it, it's, it's physical therapy. When you're really diving into it, it's really not as simple as just saying, hey, here's your three exercises that are mm -hmm. going to give you your solution, right? Mm -hmm. It's, it is really a gray area and, and it really does take a, a thorough assessment to see what's going on because no two people are gonna be the same with an IT band syndrome. Mm -hmm. I mean, there, one person might be more of a mobility and a flexibility issue, another person might be a strength issue. Mm -hmm. And the strength issue might be something going, you know, might be in the hip, might be in the knee, might be in the mm -hmm. quad, somewhere. I mean, it, 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 we, that's why the assessment is, is, is critical for that kind of thing. And, um, but yeah, I mean, IT band is a, is a really common one that we say. Mm -hmm. mm. Third and final, uh, common. You're looking. Uh, I'm curious. Like I'm going to throw you a curveball. No, nothing <laughs> crazy. Uh, I mean, we deal with a lot of student athletes, very similar to you guys mm -hmm. as well. Um, in addition to a wide, you know, spectrum mm -hmm. of uh, of patients and customers. Mm -hmm. 
Um, shin splints is always something that mm. pops up, I feel like, uh -huh. with younger athletes. Mm -hmm. um, you know, from um, the running perspective, a lot of times we see it at the beginning of seasons, mm -hmm. you know, because kids are not doing a lot of training and mm -hmm. then they get into it. Mm -hmm. um, what, e what exactly is a, a shin splint uh, in terms of just, like, explaining it? Is it um, – I, I think it's pulling from the calf, right? Is is that my is that a fair assumption or like what's going on there? There's there's do you want to handle this one? All right. Um, there's a couple different things. So this is this is a complex one. So you okay. said you weren't throwing us a curveball, right, but you I threw us a knuckleball. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah. It could be pretty yeah. complex. Yeah. It's complex. Um, I'm thinking about it. Right yeah. Now. yeah. So it could be like from a muscle called your anterior tibialis, which is, I don't know, for those that aren't familiar, a muscle that's just like right in front of your shin. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's like a overexertion of that muscle or like I alluded to with the IT band before, like an overuse of that muscle. Same could go for um, the posterior tibialis, which is kind of like wrapped around your shin bone on the back, mm -hmm. um, kind of like along the inside border. And it could be the same thing with that muscle. Um, and then there's also a connective tissue in between the two bones of your lower leg, the tibia and the fibula. Mm. And sometimes when that connective tissue gets a little bit irritated and inflamed, that can also cause like a shin splint type pain. Mm. So really being able to like decipher which one of those it is, is going to lead you or like guide you in your rehab. Um, but again, with most running injuries, there isn't a whole lot of like traumatic injury where it's like, all right. We tore something today and like mm -hmm. now we have to let it heal for six to eight weeks and the, it's always going to be like a matter of balancing your your loads and your volumes um, and then increasing the capacity of those tissues that essentially became like the weak links in the chain mm -hmm. um, so to prevent that from happening again we want to strengthen and increase the resilience of those tissues so that one is a little bit more of a complex one but i think ultimately like the same, the same framework applies to almost all running injuries, just mm -hmm. because they are in in nature like overuse injuries. So the majority of them R are majority right. of yeah. them are yeah. It's yeah. not a traumatic mm -hmm. injury right. or things right. like that. And I mean, yeah. you can have like a you know a torn meniscus, right? Like things like that can happen. But I would say like nine times out of ten, it's some kind of overuse injury mm -hmm. that we want to just you know decrease the load like I said kind of let it heal a little bit let your body kind of do its thing don't get in the way of it and mm -hmm. then build things up whether that be through strength mobility or you know mechanics or anything like that in the meantime mm -hmm. yeah I agree I mean shin, mm -hmm. shin splints could be tough they could be tough they and they, they tough actually one. are like pretty tough to to get rid of too just they seem to be certain things just seem to be ones that like yeah. are just tricky and like finicky and mm -hmm. and are never like linear it's just like today's worse today's better today's worse today's yeah. better mm -hmm. and shin splints do kind of seem to just have those qualities as well a little bit more so than i think some of the other things we talked about I yeah agree. yeah yeah they're tough yeah i feel like plantar is one that like we'll see so many people with and it's mm -hmm. like what one person does the next person might do the same exact mm -hmm. thing and have mm -hmm. total opposite results mm -hmm. yeah right? it's like, yeah, yeah. Some people, it's, oh, I did this for four weeks, and I'm good. Mm -hmm. Some people, it's, I've done this for four years, and I'm still battling with it. Right, it's, like, right. be pretty, pretty wild. Yeah. You know? yeah. But, um, all right, so one more topic before we jump into just a few listener questions, and we'll get you guys on the, on your way here, because mm -hmm. uh, I know it's a late night. You I know? don't want it to end. But you don't want it to end? <laughs> <either>? <laughs> more questions. Uh, more questions. <laughs> um, so I think this is kind of where, like, our worlds will collide 
you know, so like, let's talk a little bit about the impact of, you know, footwear on running mechanics and injury prevention, mm-hmm. you know, and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I can approach it from the shoe mm-hmm. perspective, but if you guys yeah. also want to take it from like a biomechanical perspective. It's, it's, yeah, I mean, it's huge. I mean, that's kind of going back to what we were talking about before, getting into the sport of running. I feel like you get more, you, you have get a better understanding of how critical a good pair of sneakers are needed for running. Mm-hmm. And so depending on the, the, um, the injury, like we were talking about, you know, let's use those examples, plantar fasciitis um, and shin splints. I mean, it could come down to proper shoe wear. Mm-hmm. You know, are they somebody that needs a, a neutral sneaker or a stability sneaker or more support or, or something that's gonna get, be a little bit more cushioned? Um, and that's where, you know, we, you know, we have our general knowledge, but obviously, you know, we always like to consult with you. And I feel like that's definitely helpful for us, mm-hmm. um, you know, really having that, that information and, and that, that person on hand to, to ask about those it's always of questions. A fun, it's always a fun game when I get pictures uh, yeah, from I'll, you guys I'll, and be like, hey, what is this shoe? Yeah. Is it good for this? Yeah. And what's the deal with that's it? That's the thing is I, I'm, I'm huge on asking. When I'm sitting down with a client, I mean, like I always ask them right off the bat. I'm like, you know, all right, tell me about your running. Tell me about your miles. You know, what kind of sneakers are you running in? How often are you changing them? You know, then I look at their shoes, their, their feet, um, wear patterns. Um, you know, making sure that we're looking at their arches and see what they're in the appropriate sneakers. And then if I feel like it's an injury that definitely needs, you know, maybe they need a better shoe, maybe more stability, more support, whatever it may be. Yes, I will. I will text you and I get an answer like within like minutes. I love the challenge. Yeah, love, it's, it's uh, always great. So <laughs> no, it's, it's always like, oh, what's this shoe? And then you, you come out back right. Uh, I, I love it. Even when we get people in here, they're like, oh, I was in these shoes. They're like four years old and they show me pictures of them. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I love like it's like a game. To yeah. Me. You know, yeah. it really is. Like no, but it's identifying them. Yeah, but it's, it's critical. I mean, it definitely it definitely makes an impact. Right. Would you agree, Nick? Yeah, and I think I've learned a lot just from knowing you in the last couple of years about, like, you know, to me, again, like, not having a running background, <coughs> I just thought, like, running shoes were running shoes. Mm-hmm. They're not, like, cleats, so that's what you run in. Sure, you know, right, right, on right. The road. Um, But, yeah, like, knowing that, like, each model is really meant for a specific thing, mm-hmm. like, that changes the game. Like, mm-hmm. and now, like, we've alluded to me running in trails, like, Trail shoes are different than road shoes. Sure. Like you, yeah, yeah. you want to find the appropriate shoe for like one your body, like Brian was talking about with like arch support and all that stuff, and like what you're using it for. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think those are two like huge things that I don't know if a lot of people really think about as mm-hmm. much as they should per se. Um, and then the other important thing too, and this is I think something I ripped off you as well is. Um, like having an abrupt change in model, right? Because like mm-hmm. it, if you're if you become accustomed to like something with a, a you know we talk about drop mm-hmm. a lot, so like something with like a, a pretty high drop, and then you go to like a zero drop like ultra, sure, that's going to change a lot of what's happening like with your Achilles and your calf and mm-hmm. plantar fascia and stuff like that. So sometimes simply just like changing into a shoe that you don't have a lot of knowledge about or like knowledge of the difference from what you have been wearing to what you're going into could be enough to like piss off mm-hmm. an old injury or something that's just kind of been like maybe lingering and yeah. and now that's enough to like put it over the edge where it's like right, I'm, I'm hurt yeah, yeah like this hurts now and i can't run yeah um so yeah sh- footwear is something that we should be 
you know, really keying in on mm -hmm. a lot more, I think, than like most people do. Yeah, I mean, I've had in the past, I mean, I've had people where, you know, changing up their, their footwear made, made the difference. Mm -hmm. I mean, just by simply just changing up their shoe wear, going back to what they were doing, or mm -hmm. it does make a big difference. It's not for every, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't, you know, not solution for everybody, but it makes a big difference. Mm -hmm. All right, so a couple of listener questions. And then I got one personal question Ooh. that we ask all the guests. And if you had listened, if you had listened years ago when mm. we had this, we asked every <laughs> single guest this question, and it was always a curveball. I kind of wish I forewarned you guys about it because it does yeah. take a little bit of thought. However, we'll start with the listener questions. So, um, Sally Elizabeth H on Instagram asked you guys how to cross train with a stress fracture and come back, and how to successfully come back with one. I don't have knowledge as to where this stress fracture is, mm -hmm. but I think that that probably would have something to do with this. Mm -hmm. But I'm assuming it's a lower leg because mm -hmm. we're talking about yeah, running. Probably. Mm -hmm. So I think it comes back down to what we were talking about earlier is, well... This is not medical kind of advice, by yeah, the way. Yeah, 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 yeah it's not medical advice. Sally or whoever this yeah. is. Yeah. Um, well, obviously my, my recommendation would be right. to consult with a thera physical therapist. <laughs> <laughs> um, whether it be us or somebody else, <laughs> but um, it really comes down to, you know, getting a good assessment and really mm -hmm. seeing what's going on in that lower, that dynamic chain, we call it, you know, mm -hmm. hip all the way down to that ankle and what's causing that. It was a reoccurring shin splints, I'm assuming it sounds like, or uh, no? stress, stress fracture. Or, or, uh, stress fracture. Yeah. Um, yeah, it all depends. I mean, we have to see what's going on, you know, with their striking pattern, maybe, mm -hmm. you know, are they, are they, more of a heel striker, mm -hmm. which tends to, to, to uh, you know, lead to more um, stress fractures. Um, you know, how are, they, how are they absorbing the loads? You mm -hmm. know, are they, um, like again, kind of, you know, their, their striking pattern or, or the sh even the shoe wear, strength, mobility, all those kinds of things comes into play. So uh, my recommendation was get, get a good assessment, mm -hmm. see what's going on there and see how you're, you're taking on those loads through that, through that leg. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, I mean, with that too specifically, like that's not one that you're gonna just be like, oh, well, maybe I'll, you know, just drop my mileage on a little bit, like a right. stress fracture. Yeah. We don't want to make that worse and have that turn into like mm -hmm. you know a, a bigger fracture. So right. that's probably something you're gonna have to shut down for yeah. a little bit at least, mm -hmm. and you know, depending on whoever sent you for the X-ray or MRI mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and and you know caught that. It's probably going to give you an idea of whether they want you like in a walking boot or whatever to yeah. let that heal. But yeah, once we get through those initial initial stages, um, a, a full gamut of an assessment is probably going to be necessary because it could be, a, yeah. a, you know, a matter of anything from the hips to the feet, like Brian said. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. yeah, just kind of figuring out like where you're deficient and then working on those things as you build your mileage back up again from, you know, maybe the six weeks, you know, kind of off of, of running a little yeah. bit. Because that's, that's one of the, the injuries yeah. I would say, like, you know, very often Nick and I, you know, we try to help people run through, or, or not shouldn't say run through it, but, you know, progressively mm -hmm. um, get back into the mm -hmm. running, keep them running. But that's probably one of the injuries I would say is like, you know, we, we probably most of the time will keep them off running mm -hmm. altogether because that's something that could get the worse. Yeah, I mean, it's, um, it's, a, fr it's a fracture, yeah. Yeah. essentially, right? So, I mean, you definitely want, depending on how severe it is, I mean, they might be in a boot, you mm -hmm. know, they might be. So definitely want to take that into consideration and, and there might be a period of time where they're resting, but resting doesn't mean, 
you know, not, you know, obviously no running, but doesn't, you know, you can still strength train. Mm -hmm. You can still do strengthening of those legs mm -hmm. in, in various ways too. So, mm -hmm. um, and I think that's where it comes into play some cross, uh, cross training there too for, yeah. 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 Biking's a good option there too. For like, uh, you know, other ways to get cardio. Yeah. Swimming. Swimming. Yeah, yeah. swimming. Aqua jogging is, yeah. uh, I think the, the bane of most runners existence you know yeah. when they get thrown in the pool to aqua jog <laughs> it's pretty rough but uh, <laughs> Have you done that? oh yeah we're yeah. a wild bunch um all right cool so uh another listener question so official kyle ob so this is kyle kyle comes to our group runs mm. uh on monday nights What's up kyle kyle's a good guy um so he asked uh, uh for a couple of stretching recommendations to keep in mind when mileage is going up during a marathon training uh, mm -hmm. cycle. Mm -hmm. So, like, as you're starting to ramp up mileage, like, uh -huh. yeah. what's some good, like, I would assume dynamic stretches. Before yeah, you read, you read my mind there. Um, We're on the same page, brother. We're on the same page here. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, so that's always a hot topic for us all the mm -hmm. time. I mean, stretching. Um, we, we're big. We're big we, we always stress dynamic stretching. And... You know, obviously, just to kind of go over the differences, dynamic is movement-based, right? I mean, we are stretching, but we're doing it more dynamically. We're going through range of motion. We're moving as opposed to static stretching. I mean, we've all learned about those static stretches, you know, touching your toes, stretching mm -hmm. our hamstrings. And um, there's a lot of research out there that shows that now, the depending on the sport, but we are talking about running, so this is, this is uh, relevant to this, Dynamic movements, dynamic stretching is more beneficial before the activity of running than it is static stretching, right? Mm -hmm. So I would recommend definitely making sure that you're, you're working on some dynamic movements, um, you know, the hips, you know, making sure you're getting, you know, it's just two, you know, example we always do is like a 90-90 mm -hmm. dynamic movement, oh, working those on those, those. Yeah, working on so those hips there. Mm -hmm. um, hip, hip mobility is key. I mean, that's, especially as you're ramping up your miles and, and mileage with the, with the marathon training, um, hip mobility is key. And then depending on what else is going on, you know, obviously ankle, knee mobility is, 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 is crucial as well. Static stretching is, is still important too. I mean, not, not saying it's not, um, static stretching, you could do post, you know, as a recovery tool. I mean, you could just have a, as a recovery day, whatever your recovery day is, just stretch a little bit. Just, mm -hmm. you know, do your traditional static stretching. It's totally fine. But as a, as a runner, we always stress dynamic movements. Mm -hmm. All right, you guys ready for that? You got anything to add on that? Not really. That's, that's kind of it, right? That's pretty much it. Pretty hit on the head. All right. Yeah. So you guys ready for the f final question? Yeah, Nick's yeah. going to go first on this Which one. is... <laughs> That'll actually be better for you. Give you some time to think. Yeah. So uh, we are running podcast. We are running a shoe store. So question that we ask all of our guests. If you had to name a running shoe after yourself, mm. what would it be and why? Mm. Oh. So why? You could go a number of different ways with this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you could. Yeah, my, my gears are turning. Yeah. If you think of one, you can you can say it, but I might. Though I have to come up with a brand or like no, no, just no, like no, a, not a brand, just the name, model. you know. So how mm -hmm. it's like. Um, is it a Nike yeah. shoe? No, I mean it could be the Vapor Nick Five Thousand. I'm gonna the go Vapor Nick Five Thousand. You know what? I don't know right. why. I just thought of this really quick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go with Driven. Driven. Mm. All right. 
Driven. The Driven X. Driven X. Yeah, you got to have With a plate in it. Yeah, with a plate. Carbon fiber plate, okay. Uh, driven. I like it. Because of what we were talking about earlier is yeah. like, I feel like that's always been my my lifestyle since like, you know, the, the when I told, was told mm. I can't, I couldn't get into PT, right? Mm. Um, I've been driven since, since that time and I've been, you know, trucking along and every day just driven to, to keep building up the business. Um, driven to provide you know my family a good life, um, and just and just, dri just driven individual. I think that'd be a good one for me. Yeah, I like it. The driven X. The driven X. I uh, <laughs> you can pitch that. You can pitch it to uh, one of the brands. I was know? gonna say that sounds like it could be one. Yeah, yeah, for sure. True. Maybe it is. Yeah. It might be already. <laughs> is it? <laughs> you gotta check. I don't think so. No. I just want my my shoe to be a, a nice looking trail shoe. Yeah. Some really smooth colorways, mm -hmm. get all the kids in it. Yeah. That's yeah. it. That's it. It'll yeah. be the hip, hip new thing. The hip new thing. <laughs> all right, you guys. So um, that'll wrap up for us for the night. Um, you know, thank you guys both so much for giving us a bit of your time. Uh, we really appreciate it knowing how busy your guys' schedule is. And uh, we very much uh, are grateful for you guys sharing uh, your stories and knowledge with the Runner's High family here on this episode of What's Inside the Box. Um, but before we let you go, is there anything that you would like people to know or anything that you would like to say before we, uh, before we sign off? Thanks for listening. <laughs> thanks. Thank, yeah. I mean, thanks for having if us. If you made Greg, it this I mean, far. Yeah, if you made it this far. You're yeah. awesome. Thank <laughs> you. Um, no, I mean, I, I don't think so. I mean, you know, you know, obviously always our recommendation, you know, physical therapy is not just for injuries. It's always mm -hmm. for performance, proactiveness. So, um, you know, choose PT. Right. Choose PT. <laughs> That's actually a good motto. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, all right, guys. So thanks again to Nick and Brian. Uh, don't forget, you can find them on Instagram uh, at Continuum Sports Rehab. Um, they're always posting stuff. We love it. Um, we're always tagging each other back and forth. We're trying to be like you, you Craig. I don't I mean, know about we're that. Trying to, we're trying to keep up with your thing. social media game. Tag us, huh? tag us in these podcasts. Yeah. Oh, we will. We okay, will. Good, yeah, good. don't worry about that. So, um, <laughs> But guys, before we sign off, uh, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the show. If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to share it with your friends and family as it lets us keep the momentum rolling. Uh, until next time, this has been another episode of What's Inside the Box presented by Runner's High. Thank you guys for listening, and we will catch up with you all next week.